Praise God. It's so good to see y'all tonight. Everybody doing all right? I'm doing great. I'm having a, having a great week. I'm purposing to have a great week. You know, sometimes you just have to purpose, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great week. It's going to be, it's going to be a good, my, my kids are going to do good at school this week. I know, I don't know what happened last week. They must have had too much orange juice in the morning, but this week they don't need to drink orange juice. I don't know why I said that. Kaylee's gotten where she'll drink, uh, she has cereal every morning now. Every morning she has cereal. She used to have, she like gets infatuated with these things. She used to have breakfast bars, like Nutri-Grain bars. And she ate them so much that we had to find the cheapest place. By the way, if you want to know, Aldi has the cheapest Nutri-Grain bars you can find in all, all of Columbia. We looked. If there's, a, if there's another place, they recently changed the prices because I promise you, it was the cheapest. And, uh, and, and we would get them by the, you know, at Aldi, you can get the cardboard boxes. You can just literally, I would literally just go take the cardboard box, pick it up and put it in my, I mean, the whole thing. People are like, oh, I just, I just need one or two. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm just going to get the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, don't take my box. I got, I need the whole thing. Don't take mine. But now she's eating um, uh, cereal. Every morning, every morning. And so we get her up. She eats her cereal every morning, every morning, like clockwork. Got to have it. Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios every morning. Also, Aldi brand, which is pretty good, by the way. Almost as good as the real Cheerios. She has no idea. She's never had real Cheerios. She's only had Aldi Cheerios. (laughs) But I was thinking about how every day, how we need God's presence. Every day. We need his word. Every day we need to pray. And about how good it is for her to go. And somebody even said it, I think, oh, well, she's growing. And how good it was for her to go, okay, we're not just eating Nutri-Grain. I mean, she would eat Nutri-Grain bars like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like it was like, when I say infatuated, I'm serious. But now she's five years old and she, she's doing good. I mean, she's got, she's got several you know, things that she likes, including cereal in the morning. She's eating, you know, good lunches and stuff. We need that nourishment. You know, I, I wrote this down tonight. I don't really know if this is a, a, a title or not, but I was just thinking about how important it is that we flow in God's goodness. That we flow in God's goodness. You know, that, that God has, and, and, and if you've been coming for any length of time, you know that's what we preach around here, that God's good. So that you're not foreign to that, comp, that concept. You're not foreign to, you know, I don't think anybody in this room or anybody that's watching from our, from our other rooms, you're not foreign to the concept that God's good. You know that we preach that God's good. The devil's bad. God's good. But we need to, to flow in God's goodness. We need to purpose to flow in God's goodness. You know what I mean? To flow in, to say, you know what? No, I'm going to have good. I'm going to, I mean, the devil may bring bad. I was talking to a family last night that came um, to the youth service and, uh, and they were picking up their kids, and I was talking to them after, and they were talking about a situation that was going on in their life. And they asked me the question, um, you know, can the devil um, cause the wind to blow? Or, or what, what she was asking was, is, 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 is can the devil, you know, can, basically can he tell the future? Can he make, can he, can he, you know, and I would say, no, the devil is a manipulator. 
He's a manipulator. Like, like what he'll do is wait for that moment, wait for something to happen, and he's right on top of it, and then he'll manipulate it and make it be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right? I mean, that's what he did to Adam and Eve. I mean, he, he had no control over what got set up for them. He had no control over what God put in place for them. He had no control over any of that. But what happened was, is once it got all set up and once the rules were established, he went in and he manipulated the rules. He said, no, that's not what God said. He, he didn't, no, what, that's not really what he meant. And he manipulated, caused sin to enter, and, and, and we all know what happened after that. But I was telling her, you know, listen, you, you've got a, you've got a, purpose no where does the bad come from either the world us our flesh things that we do or the devil so i think she had become infatuated with everything was the devil that that the situation she was in was the devil in the situation that that she was dealing with um with her work situation it was the devil and this other situation she was telling me about that's the devil and i was telling her no no not necessarily now i mean ultimately it could have been but, but, but let me just break it down for you. And obviously, you know, uh, I'm not going to put all of her business out there, but, but let, me, let me use it this, I'll, I'll give you this example. If, if Bob was a boss and he's hiring people, God gave Bob free will. So Bob can hire you or not hire you. And God would be a contradictor of his word if he forced Bob to hire you. It, he cannot, he cannot. God, God cannot lie. God cannot go against his own word. God is truth. He always will be truth. He cannot circumvent his own truth. He cannot circumvent his own words because he is, when he says something, it's truth. When he says it, it's fact. When he says it, it's done. And so he established free will. And when, when Bob says, well, no, I, I, I don't think I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to hire that person. So when we pray, this is, you know, on Wednesday nights, I always tie it back into prayer. When we pray, we need to ask God, okay, all right, I can't manipulate Bob, but God, give me favor with Bob. Give me favor. When I walk in, just I want, let him say, you know, something's different about her. Something's different about him. I don't know. I, I don't do anything special. I don't think that I'm a special person. But when I go into places, people like me. People like our family. I, listen, y'all know we like Freddy's, or I don't know, you might not know. We like Freddy's. Freddy's is like my jam. It, I mean, I, did people even say that? I just dated myself, didn't I? <laughs> listen, Freddy's is, is awesome. And, and, and one of the reasons that we like Freddy's is because we've built a rapport with them. I mean, when we go, and I don't try to do it, I don't try, like sometimes the other day we went, and it was a bad night for them. You ever go into a restaurant and they have a bad night? You know? This is why I always tell people when they visit church, come, come a couple of times because you might not like today, but we might be really on it next week, you know? But we went and they had a bad night. They messed up. I think mine was the only meal that was right. Favor. But my wife's was wrong. The kid, they even messed up the kids' meals. I'm like, how did you, you know? I mean, it was really bad. They didn't have some stuff. So they let us order and then said, oh, by the way, we don't have that. What can we get you? It was just that kind of night. I had to go back up to the counter like four times. And I, I hate doing that. I'm a pastor. I'm a, you know, my wife, she doesn't want to do it. She already had to say something. You know, we're just, and so I'm trying to be as nice as I can. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm trying to listen. I hate, I'm so sorry, but. We really wanted it with only ketchup, and it's got like, it looks like the whole bottle of mustard is on here. 
And I went back and went back and went, you know, and so, so anyways, my point is just when we, when I got to the end of it, I, I decided, you know what, actually it was on the fourth time. I said, before I ask anything this time, I just need to build a little favor with the guy. And so I got to know him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like just ask him about it, you know, cause Freddy's came here to hallelujah night. I don't know if y'all know that. And so one of the other guys recognized me. So I came in, you know, I said, Hey pastor, you know, cause he was here. He was one of the guys that was here. And, um, and so, but the, the manager was who I was talking to. And so I just kind of built a rapport with him, you know, just started to kind of talk to him and then told him what was wrong and then talked to him some more, you know? Um, and, and by the end of it, he was coming back to our table, checking on us. Now, normally, I don't know if y'all been to a restaurant, but when you go and you complain four times, they want you to leave. Like they're not, they're not, they're not coming to check on you other than to say, you know, please leave now. Thank you. You know, don't come up to the counter again and tell me your fries are cold. They're ready to get you out. We need to ask God for favor. Uh, the other thing, you know, going back to the job thing, ask God for, God, how can I prepare? Lord, help me get the best resume I can have. Help me, God, show me how to have a good, um, uh, conduct a good uh, interview. God, show, you know, because a lot of times we want to make it, see, this is what I'm trying to tell you tonight. We want to make it about the devil. But when you flow in God's goodness, God will help you flow in what he's already provided for you. He'll, you know what? God, show me what I need to do. Show me how I can be friendlier. Show me, I, I, you know, when people, you know, I get frustrated when people say, oh, I'm not a people person. You were created by God to be a people person. Something in you, maybe your past, maybe your whatever, ask God to help you with that. I'm not saying you might not, you might not be Pastor JT, super bubbly, super friendly. I can, t- I can become best friends with this chair right here. You might, not be, you might not be that, but you can still be a people person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can still say, okay, maybe I'm not the most outgoing, maybe, because God did give you a personality, nothing wrong with that, but within that personality, you can still flow in God's goodness. You can still have good relationships. Your boss can still like you. Your coworkers can still like you. Your friend, you can, oh, I don't have any friends. Stop confessing that. Stop saying that. Say, I'm getting new friends. I'm getting a friend upgrade in Jesus' name. I'm getting some new, some new friends are on the way. You might have no friends. You might be the loneliest person all alone sitting at home by yourself. No, no, no. God's sending me new friends. I don't know where they're coming, but I'm going to go have coffee somewhere. And all of a sudden, somebody's going to sit down beside me and say, hey, do you mind if I sit right here? This, God, you don't think God can lead somebody? Just like he'll, he'll lead me places, show me places to go. Hey, why don't you go eat here tonight? And when we get there, there'll be somebody that we talk to or somebody that we meet. God does this to us all the time, and I'm not special. He'll do it with you. I want you to turn to James. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to go there tonight. Go to Ephesians 1. This is a little bit more in line with what I'm talking about. Ephesians 1. And we're going to start at verse 15. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Flowing in God's goodness. Flowing in God's goodness. God, show me how to flow. Show me how to flow in your goodness. Show me how how to represent you the best. You know, I think if we change our prayers a little bit and put... And put the 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 put our prayers in the right place, it'll put us in the right place. That's really good. That's really that's really that's actually really good, Miss Stephanie. I just help myself. 
while I'm helping y'all tonight, I help myself. If we put our prayers in the right place, it'll put us in the right place. Somebody write that down for me, text it to me, put it out on social media or something. I, want, I don't want to forget that one. That's a pretty good one. When we put our prayers in the right place, God will put us in the right place. Ephesians 1, 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, in case you don't know who, who, you know. The reason I explain this, by the way, whenever you study the Bible, everybody says study. There's a difference between study and read. Reading is good, but whenever you study the Bible, when you're actually trying to get something out of the Bible, I encourage a few things. Number one, don't feel like you have to read, you know, for hours. Just read and say, God, I want to get something out of it. And that you're going you're gonna to spend a little bit of time diving into it. When you do that, you need to know three things. Who's talking? Who's he talking to? And what's he talking about? So sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll do that as preachers. And there's nothing really wrong with this as long as we are preaching it from the right context. But we'll pull out one, two, or three scriptures and we'll preach on that. But what we should be doing and what I always strive to do is make sure I'm preaching it out of the full context of that chapter in that book. What I mean by that is, is what, what's happening. Well, he's writing to this church and he's explaining some things to them. But before he gets to it, he tells them how he's praying for them. See, this is what I'm telling you about building rapport with people, building relationships with people. It, is you don't just go up and say, man, I wish so-and-so would get saved. I wish they would just get some Jesus. I wish they would. They just bunch of, bunch of hellions at my job. They just was a bunch of just, oh man, they just evil. Well, well what are, are you even praying for them? I mean, are you even, are you even, I mean, and and there, don't get me wrong. There are people that just don't want to be friends with you. I get it. They don't, they don't want anything to do with you. I get it. I get it. But you can at least pray for them. And so he says here, now that he's obviously talking to believers. So let me differentiate. He's talking to believers. He says, I'm praying for you. I don't, I, I don't cease. I don't cease to give thanks for you. In other words, I always give thanks for you. And I make mention of you in my prayers. Then he's explaining the rest of these verses I'm going to read to you. He's explaining how he prays for them. And this is important for us to understand because we can pray this way for others and you can pray this way for you. If he prayed this for others, if he prayed this for believers, if he prayed this for a church, then it applies to you. It applies to those sitting beside you. You can pick somebody out in this room and pray this prayer for them. You can pick out another believer that you know across the world, wherever they are, and pray this prayer for them. These are, this is a prayer that he was praying, and, he, and I'm so glad God led him to write out his prayer. Now listen to this. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you... Point, point to yourself and say, he's talking about me. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now I want you to just pause and highlight, underline, or, or just notate some of these words. Look at, the, look at the choice of words in his prayer. Wisdom. Revelation. Knowledge. 
understanding, no calling, riches. Do you see that? Knowledge, revelation, wisdom, understanding. Now, I'm going to read on and I'm going to come back and I'm going to focus on those words. Verse 19, and to know what is the exceeding greatness. There's another one, greatness of his power. There's another one, power toward us who believe according to the working. See these action words, working. Don't pray, listen to me tonight. Don't pray weak prayers. This is a potent, look, in three, actually, this is like a run-on sentence. So in one sentence, it should be about three sentences. <laughs> I mean, look at what he put in there. Look at how many, I mean, we need to pray potent prayers. Um, uh, power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Now notice he points out as he's praying to them where Jesus is. Where's Jesus? Seated up far above, raised him up at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. Verse 21, far above. Everybody say far above. Far above all principality, all power, all might, all dominion, all evil stuff is what he's saying. And above every name that is named. Notice, God seated Jesus above all the evil stuff and all the earthly stuff. Do you see that? Power, dominion, everything evil and everything natural. Every name that's named, that's natural. That's, nat that's all the names that we all come up with. What did he tell Adam to do in the garden? You come up with all the names. He didn't, Jesus, God didn't come up with the names. He said, Adam, come up with the names. Figure out what you're going to call everything. Above every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also that which is to come. Listen, verse 22, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. Everybody say body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. He's telling us that we're the body connected to the one who's far above. That puts you far above. I wrote this down. It's three things. There's, they're all, they all start with there's nothing wrong. Write that down. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. There's Number one, there's nothing wrong with asking God to help you understand where he's placed you. There's nothing wrong with you asking God to help him, to, excuse me, to help you understand where he's placed you. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't feel like, because sometimes, especially if you come to church like this, it can almost make you feel like, oh man, well, I'm just, I'm just not good enough. You know, I mean, you hear, you know, Pastor gets all, all excited up there and he's preaching and screaming and yelling. And then the next minute he's crying and weeping and God's just touching him. And I just, I just don't feel like that when I pray. I mean, I just kind of just pray for a minute and I'm done. Well, ask God, look, God, reveal to me. Look at these words. Go back and read this, man. This should be, if you don't know how to pray, you're like, okay, well, I got 10 more minutes. I'm not really sure. I, I, I mean, I already kind of prayed. I'm got nothing coming to mind. I'll just, I'll just go back on Facebook. Stop. No, don't do that. Pick up your Bible, go to Ephesians 1, and just pray this over yourself for 10 minutes. It, it'll, it'll, it'll put you in a far better place than, than Netflix or Facebook or whatever else you could do with that 10 minutes. You could take these, everywhere where it says you in this prayer, put your name in there. Or say me, 
So number one, there's nothing wrong with you asking God, God, help me understand where you've placed me. Because it says here, far above. So what I'm saying here, what I'm encouraging you to do, God, help me understand. Now, I'm going to apply it to real life. You ready? Y'all watch this. Watch this. God, help me understand how I rise above my lack of job. Help me Help me understand how I rise above. Because he said every name. Let me give you a name. God, help me understand how to rise above poverty. Because that's a name, isn't it? What did the prayer say? What's the Bible say? What does God's word say? Okay, let me give you another. God, help me understand how I rise above sickness. You placed me there. So I understand, Pastor. But help me understand that. Help me see that. Help me get, how did you place me? What does that mean? What does that mean for me here now? Help me understand. Number two, there's nothing wrong. Say it again. Say there's nothing wrong. This is really good. Now this is kind of a, a point two with four sub points. So, so, so if you're taking notes, stick with me. There's nothing wrong with praying for a revelation B, knowledge, C, understanding, and D, wisdom. Now let me unpack it. So I'll give you a chance to write it all down because I'm going to unpack each one. You ready? No, so this is point number two. There's nothing wrong. (coughs) Excuse me. It's not COVID. Just a little something in my throat. Number two, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with praying for revelation of who God is and what his word says which is similar to number one, but there's nothing wrong with praying for revelation. What is revelation? It's light. It's the light bulb coming on. When I say that on Sunday, I'm like, oh, I see light bulbs. Light bulbs are coming on. That's what I'm saying, that you get revelation. You need to actually pray for that. God can only do, he works in a system that he created where you have to ask him for stuff. It's his, that's why we pray. That's why we have prayer meetings. That's why I need to hurry up and finish this so we can pray and get done before eight o'clock. Why do we pray? We have to pray. We have to ask God. So what does it say? Ask him for revelation. Ask him for it. Why read the Bible? Why do all that we're doing? Why come to church? when you Before you come on Wednesday night, Tuesday night for youth, or Sunday morning for church, take 30 seconds and ask God, reveal something to me today. God, show me something today. God, make something plain to me today that I didn't have before. I don't care what pastor preaches on. Let me get something today. Lord, I made time today. I got dressed. I got up because I came to worship you. And because I worship you today, because I worship you tonight, because I came here to be in your presence, God, I ask that your spirit touch me, that your spirit reveal something to me, that your spirit show something to me that I didn't have before. This is the, the, you need to ask God. And if you get in here, you're like, oh, I forgot to do it before I left. Then stop singing what we're singing and pray for 30 seconds and then keep singing. For real. Ask God for revelation. So that's A. There's nothing wrong with praying for revelation. B, there's nothing wrong with praying for knowledge. And I added this. For knowledge of what's to come. For knowledge of what God, give me knowledge. Give me knowledge of, of let me see. You know, there are times where I can see where things are trending. And I know it's not me. It's God showing me that that thing is trending that way. You need to be careful there. You need to watch out for this. See, when you drive a car, you can't see around the curve. Is y'all, y'all ever think about that? Because when you're on a GPS, it's a little misleading. Because your GPS, you can see the whole curve. 
So you can get a little cocky with the curve and think, okay, I'm good. But if you don't pay attention to what's actually in the road, you might have standstill traffic around that curve. And if you go around that curve at 55 miles an hour, you're going to be slamming on the brakes. See, God can see. God can say, wait a second now, slow down here, slow down here. Now calm down, hold on, calm down, stay in the right lane. And I'm talking about driving, but you get my point. What it really applies to is our life. God will help us. God, give me knowledge or knowledge of what is happening currently. So of what's to come. And also, there's things that are always happening behind the scenes. God, let me see what I can't, can't see. Let me see what you see. That's a good prayer to pray. And I'm talking about knowledge there. God, let me see what you see. Let me see what you see. See, number <laughs> Letter C, A, B, C. So A was revelation. B is knowledge. C is understanding. God, help me understand what happened. This is, this is really good. I don't know if I've taught on this maybe ever or in a long time. I can't remember. Because a lot of times I like to focus on, okay, you need to understand where bad comes from. You need to know God good, devil bad, Right? But there are several verses. Romans 8, 28, what does it tell us? That God works all things for the good. Y'all know that verse? God works all things for the good of those who serve Him. God works all things for the good. God, so there's nothing wrong with praying for understanding. Because when you start the prayer with, God, I do know this didn't come from you. Whatever it is, your grandma gets sick. God, help me understand how to cope with this, how to deal with this, how to help her, how to help my family. Because I know you don't have sickness. I know sickness doesn't come from heaven. I know you didn't get her sick. I know it came from the world, the devil, or wherever it came from. But God, help me understand how to deal with this. Help me understand how can I move on from this. That, ask God for understanding is, 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 is how do I move through this situation? right? Or, or how do I overcome it? Ask God for understanding. And D, wisdom. Wisdom is what to do with all of these things. So once you get revelation, knowledge, and understanding, now God give me wisdom of what to do with it. This, I should, I hope we take this. This is actually really, really good. This turned out, you know, God puts stuff in your heart and you jot it down and then when it comes out under the anointing, man, this is, I hope y'all get some out of this. This is really good. I'm getting something. If y'all didn't get something, I got something tonight. Amen. I'm good. I'm good. I feel good tonight. Aunt wisdom says, God, how do I, how do I deal with? I mean, how do I, how do I put all these things together and apply it to my life? That's wisdom. The first message I ever preached, I don't know why, other than the leading of the Holy Spirit, but I was, I was a youth. I was probably about Aaron's age. And, uh, and, and we did like a youth night or whatever. And, and uh, there was a, you know, they had a sermon. They had, I don't remember how it all worked, but they gave me a, like a mini sermon. And I got to preach a sermon or whatever. It's the first sermon I ever preached. And I preached on wisdom. I've asked God for wisdom since I was young. And I feel like God's helped me and answered that, that, that prayer. And that I knew how to circumvent and navigate things you know, like not many 15-year-olds before they can even drive start a business. But I did. And not many of them go on to then manage that business and have... I had employees when I was 18. I didn't even know... I didn't even know 
how to properly file for a business license and had employees. God gave me wisdom and knew, like I learned how to do these things at a young age because I, I, I figured out, you know what? I actually have to pray and I actually have to ask God for it. Number three, there's nothing wrong with knowing you're not where you're supposed to be and asking God for help. If you think about Paul's prayer, that's what he was saying. I, I, you guys aren't, you don't have the revelation you're supposed to have. You don't have the knowledge you're supposed to have. You don't have, and it's not a down, you know, he didn't start, if you read the whole chapter, he didn't start with a, you know, you guys are in a terrible place, y'all are terrible Christians, man, you guys just S-U-C-K, y'all just need to get your act together. No, he uplifted them, he encouraged them, and then he prayed for them to go even higher. You know what I mean? And he prayed for them to go even higher. So that's what I mean is, is, is that I'm not as high as I need to be, or as I'm not in the place, I'm not as, uh, uh, um, I, in other words, I don't have those four things I just asked God for. That's all I'm saying is it's okay for you to say, God, I don't have these things and I need your help to get them. I don't have revelation yet. I don't have, I don't, you know, and it doesn't make you a, a, a I mean, we never heard the church of Ephesus was a terrible church. No, but, but Paul sure prayed for them. Man, I want y'all to have all the revelation you can have. I want you to have all the knowledge you can have. I want you to have all the understanding you can have. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Pray, pray that over your family, over yourself, over our church. Man, I mean, that's, that's my prayer that, that you got. I don't want just a church that just comes and hangs out. We can go do that anywhere. We can go to, you know, sumo Japanese steakhouse and hang out all we want. But much better if we come together and God actually touches us. And reveals something to us. Gives us knowledge we didn't have. Gives us understanding that we need. And wisdom of how to move forward. Amen. Well, we got two minutes. I want you just to stand with me real quick. If you bring those lights back down for me. I want us just to take two minutes. I, I wanted to have more time. But it took a little while for me to get all that out. Just pray and ask God. Before we leave here. For those four things. God, I ask you for it right now. For each and every person in here. God, I thank you for revelation. I thank you for knowledge. I thank you for understanding. And I thank you for wisdom. God, I thank you for giving each one of them. Lord, I speak over them tonight. Lord, that they gain revelation. That they gain knowledge. That they gain understanding. And they gain wisdom. Lord, of course, Paul was talking about the basic. Just knowing who you are and, and, and what Jesus did for us. But Lord, I know that when we ask for wisdom and revelation and knowledge, that, that there's so much more that we can gain. Sondo orodoso sin de edidisiki sanda edivisondo orodoso. Bin de edidisaki sanda edidishondo orodoso sin de edidesa. Vondo orodoso ki sanda edidesha. Vonda edidisaka sanda edidesin de edidesha. Sovo sondo orokondo orodoso.
Hallelujah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for God's understanding. I'm thankful for God's knowledge. I'm thankful for God's revelation. The Bible says to come with prayer and thanksgiving. Before we're seated or before we dismiss, let's just thank God. Lord, I thank you right now. God, I thank you for goodness. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for knowledge. I thank you for understanding and I thank you for wisdom. God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name that you supersede my expectations, that you take me far above where you are, far above all principalities, all all names that have been named. I'm seated far above all names that have been named. In Jesus' name. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I call it so. In Jesus' name, I say amen and amen. Shout it out. Say amen.